Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 713. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free. That includes postage and handling. You don't have to pay a penny. All right, well, I have a very strong message here from the uh, first book of Peter. I've got uh, songs and also songs from Donnie Sumner. Now, Donnie Sumner is related very strongly with J.D. Sumner. And he has recorded so many gospel songs, and he should be one of the biggest names in gospel singing. And I have some letters, because Donnie Sumner really sings precious uh, songs of the Lord that never, never, ever grow old, because they're scriptural, and they are um, they're, uh, in the spirit so much and the way he sings, and um, he has, um, uh, for a living, he does a lot of the arranging for the stamps, as a matter of fact, for years, for the Stamps Quartet, J.D. Sumner, the Imperials, and many gospel uh, quartets, and he's just in the field all the time. He also worked on Elvis Presley's songs. Elvis wouldn't even go into a session without Donnie Sumner. And so you're going to hear from him on a couple of songs uh, today. And I've got probably at least a hundred songs or more of Donnie Sumner. He should be one of the greats, in, um, and he is. And so just a lot of people, he's never done any promotions on himself, but I intend to, you know, really play a lot of his uh, gospel songs. Uh, so uh, we also, as I said, have letters, but right now let's ask for the Lord's anointing on this program. Father, I ask that you anoint this program as we bring this petition to you. Great is your faithfulness to hear prayer and answer prayer. And to, uh, you know, people, Father, they are so lost. They're walking in darkness and they don't even know it. And they don't know anything. There's no faithful, real faithful person in this world uh, except those that really fear you and keep your commandments. But you, it's just like great. Now, the word great doesn't really explain it enough how great your faithfulness is. You're hearing me right now. And you're answering me right now. You're leading me right now. I ask you to lead me throughout this entire message today that souls can be saved, the lost souls. That's why you sent me into the world. And that's why you send everybody into the world that will allow you to occupy their body because it belongs to you. And uh, that... Uh, they will allow you to live in them and work in them because this is what the whole story is about. This is the whole reason that you died on the cross and shed your precious blood for us is so that you could live in us and continue your incarnation in us, that you could live in us and work in us. And anyone that feels that uh, you call them uh, just to sit around or to... Uh, just do their own thing. They're greatly mistaken, Father. I ask that you bind, that you rebuke Satan, bind him, as we bind him on earth by preaching your word and by reading your word. 
and by preaching it to the lost and also to show a good conversation in you that the body of Christ, the your body, your body will be edified and will be strengthened and will be built up in the new Jerusalem. In Jesus' mighty name I pray and everyone says amen. Amen. And as I promised, here's uh, Donnie Sumner, J.D. Sumner's uh, relative. Uh, what is he, cousins or? Nephew. Nephew. This is J.D. Sumner's nephew, Donnie Sumner, singing Victory in Jesus. And the, there's victory nowhere else but in Jesus. Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. My Savior forever He sought me and He bought me With His redeeming blood He loved me and I knew Him And all my love is to Him He plunged me to victory
Praise the Lord. The reason I like Donnie Sumner so much, his voice is so clear and pure, and he sings the, I don't like to call it old-fashioned gospel songs, because these songs never become old-fashioned. The songs that many of them are singing today are very tinny. They, um, they don't show uh, the power uh, of the Lord. And if you just listen, I, I have, um, I just visited with Donnie uh, just a few days ago. Uh, he was here with me, and uh, he um, he helps me on uh, different sessions. He helped me around 30 years ago on a session, and uh, he also, uh, with the Stamps Quartet and J.D. Sumner, and uh, they were busy preparing. They had to get over to Elvis because he was flying into town from Memphis into Nashville, and we were recording in Nashville at the Johnny Cash studio in Hendersonville. And uh, Donnie really just uh, gives people great advice in their singing. People that have gospel groups or people that want to um, to sing, they should have Donnie there uh, for arranging sessions. He just came off uh, just the other day of uh, arranging for the Stamps Quartet, and also for, I think, the Imperials. I'm not exactly sure, but they all big-name groups come to him uh, for his very valuable advice. And his uh, he, I've got about 10 of his uh, CDs, and they're just loaded. I mean, I was feeling um, that I needed some preaching, too, you know, and I just put on his uh, records, or his CDs, and it just fills you up with the words from those uh, everlasting, everlasting gospel songs. They just He knows the right ones to pick, I'll tell you. Susie used to sing these to me all the time. And she dated in the ministry back 25 years before I was ever saved. And she knew all those everlasting gospel uh, songs. I don't like calling them old-fashioned because nobody likes anything old-fashioned, but these are everlasting songs of victory in Jesus. You know, you go to the Lord in prayer, and his faithfulness is so great that you can depend on when you're praying to God. If, like, you've got a sick, incurable sickness, and great is his faithfulness, because if he says, ask and you'll receive, you can trust that. You can be sure that if you ask in faith, uh, you're going to receive. It isn't, you know, you're wasting your time like with everything else in this world. But when you ask God for healing or for finances or for deliverance from your enemies, just keep the commandments and ask him because the Lord doesn't take any pleasure in people that are sinning, but forget, get your sins forgiven and keep yourself in the spirit. And the only way that that means keep yourself in the word of God, because the word of God is spirit and it is life. Uh, your eternal life, for heaven's sake. So don't forsake your own soul. Don't allow your own soul to be... Uh, uh, destroyed by just ignoring God and his faithfulness and his uh, mercy. 
the Lord has mercy for you if you'll have uh, mercy on your own self. If you'll be uh, trust in God's faithfulness and come up to him and ask him for the things that you have need of. You've got whatever your problem is. It doesn't make any difference. If you're serving him, you just call on him and trust him. Uh, trust that he is faithful and he will give you the desires of your heart if you're uh, giving him the desires of his heart that means and it's for your own good he just desires that you're saved all right i'm reading from uh the third chapter of the book of um, first book of peter and i did read verse 16 the other day but i'm gonna remind you of verse 16 again having a good conscience well if you're uh Faithful to the Lord, he'll be faithful to you. I think that's a more than fair exchange because there isn't anything that you can do for yourself. And you're not doing anything for yourself when you're doing things for others as he did. Then you're doing for yourself. Forget about yourself. Forget about, um, uh, you know, I got to worry about me, 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 I, I, I. Because that won't uh, uh, get a blessing from the Lord. But do as the Lord says. Be concerned over the house of God. Over his flock. Uh, Be compared. Be compassionate on one another. Because if you sow compassion, the Lord is going to sow compassion unto you. So uh, having, then you do that, you're going to have a good conscience. That whereas they speak evil of you, because the unsaved are going to speak evil of you, and even people that claim to be Christians are going to speak evil of you. The people in the day of Jesus claim to be Christians, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes, but they were the devil. They are actually the devil, trying to disguise themselves as angels of light. But uh, you want to have a good conscience. The Lord tells you to be concerned about the flock of the Lord so that uh, you'll have a clean conscience. And when you do that, uh, whereas they speak evil of you, uh, people that are uh, claim to be Christians and others, as of evil, they're going to talk about you that you're not really of the Lord. They're going to say, you know, do you think you're the only one that knows the Lord? Well, if I thought that way, I wouldn't be getting blessed from the Lord the way I do. So all you are is an evil uh, doer, and you're the ones that speak evil of, it says, you Christians, and, you know, myself being one. As Eve, that were evildoers? Uh, some of you people that uh, call me an evildoer, I brought you into this world. I sent you to hospitals. I provided people to give you birth. I provided food and clothing and uh, the message, more than anything, the message of the Lord. I led you to the Spirit, to the Lord. I led you to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you run off with uh, whoremongers and uh, evildoers that are really evildoers. That when we do this, um, we keep the commandments so we can have a good conscience so that when they speak evil of us as uh, and that we're evildoers, 
they may be ashamed, that they may be the ones that are ashamed, because they falsely accuse your good conversation. Good conversation, what's that mean? The good conversation in Christ, the Word of God. All I'm doing, folks, is I'm not giving you what my opinions are, something that I made up, some cleverly devised fable, but I'm telling you I've got my conversation, good conversation in Christ, and Christ is the Word of God. So uh, you should be ashamed, you know, if you're saying evil things about me uh, that accuse me uh, because uh, of my good conversation, because... My good conversation is in Jesus, the Word of God. The Bible says that Jesus is the Word of God. The Bible says that Christ is a man, but he also is God. Uh, the Bible says that the Word of God is God and that he came into the world in the flesh. And his name was Emmanuel, God with us, for his name is Christ. Verse 17, for it is better if, uh, if the will of God... Be so, that's the will of God, that ye suffer for well-doing. In other words, well, we have suffered a lot. The devil just hates us, and he wonders what he can say about us that is e more evil than he has. And I think he's run the gamut with me and the people of our church. It says, for it is better if the will of God... Be so that way, that ye suffer for well-doing rather than for evil-doing. Now, you people that are uh, bringing false accusations against uh, myself, what consolation do you have when you start suffering? When uh, the Lord gives you a disease, an sickness, an infirmity, or that uh, the hailstorms come your way, or the floods, or the famines, or some uh, evil sickness, disease, or uh, infirmity, or uh, any of the other things that happen, tornadoes, hurricanes, they're coming your way, I promise. I'm saying that because the Lord promises, and great is his faithfulness to do what he said he's going to do. Great is the faithfulness. There's a song about that. Amen. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness. When God promises that the world is going to be set on fire, great is his faithfulness. Remember that. Okay, verse 18. For Christ also has uh, once suffered for sins. Well, he paid the price for our sins. He didn't do anything, the just for the unjust. Christ was the just one, and he suffered uh, for us, the unjust. But he, we can't be unjust all the time. He suffered for our sins to deliver us from our sins, uh, which is a just, uh, the just suffering for the unjust. But once we become just by accepting the salvation that he has for us, that uh, we are not to be unjust any longer that he might bring us to God. Now, do you think he brings us to God to continue sinning? God forbid. Being 
put to death in the flesh. But what happened after that? He was quickened by the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Well, what does that mean? Well, some people say that that means that he went down to hell and they're in prison and um, that he preached them and many rose from hell. No, that isn't what it means. Sure, he went there and told them, rubbed it in. He told them, look, you know, the Bible told of me in the Old Testament that I would be born of a virgin, that I would come to earth as a man, and that I would be crucified, Isaiah 53, where it says that I would be like a root out of a dry land. In other words, dry meaning there's no word of God, no Holy Spirit, no water. Water from above, which is the Holy Spirit. It's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. But what it means is that he preached unto the spirits in prison. If you're uh, allowing Satan to live in you, then you're a prisoner of Satan. And so he preaches to all you sinners that are imprisoned. You have Satan in you, and he wants to release you. He says, here, come into me now. You have to make a, a choice. The choice is yours. It belongs to you. And it belongs to every person in this world, which also he went. He went on foot and preached unto the spirits in prison, uh, which sometime were disobedient, some of you. But see, once you're dead, you're not going to go to hell and then come back again. No, no one can get out of hell except Christ. If you didn't repent from the preaching of the gospel while you were walking about on this earth, there's no way that Jesus is going to come down and try to encourage you from getting out of there. Of course, any time uh, the Lord would go down into hell, uh, which he did for three days and three nights, he didn't uh, encourage them to come out of there because they couldn't come out of hell. It's appointed unto man once to die and after death the judgment. There's no purgatory. Don't let the Catholics rip you off any longer because you can't buy your way out of hell. Hardly, you know, and how could you trust anybody to do such a thing like that if it were possible, but it's not. I mean, you can't even trust people to pay their bills here on earth while you're alive. Can you imagine people caring that much about you, wicked people to care that much about you, that they would fork over some of their hard-earned bucks, especially with the gas crunch today, and buy you out of the supposed purgatory? I mean, think about that. Who do you trust enough to entrust your soul uh, we have to do such a thing for you. I don't know of anybody on this earth like that all my life. And I've met a lot of people in my life. 
But there's no such thing as purgatory, and there's no such thing that you can get out of hell once you're there. And thank God once you're in heaven, you can't get out of there either because your faithfulness must be great as well. The Lord wants people that love him and keep his commandments. He wants people that will be faithful to him. Once you say, Lord, I will, I forsake the world. I forsake everything in this rotten world. I'm tired of it. I, I'm tired of the con artists. I'm tired of the false churches, the false prophets. I'm tired of all these false television programs and churches and everything that are putting forth um, uh, sports and other things to entertain the children to the point to where this has become a doctrine in a lot of churches that they provide basketball, baseball, football, that they uh, get involved in competing with different uh, worldly organizations. Uh, And uh, there's nothing like that in the Bible. I don't see that the Lord had any uh, teams or that they went to Disneyland or Disney World. This is supposed to be the holy thing to do. And the man was, uh, Disney was an actual um, person that uh, was uh, uh, a filthy dreamer. The man was not of the Lord at all. Uh, how in the world do you freeze yourself after you die uh, believing with all your heart or that there's this strong possibility that your spirit might stay inside your body because of the new de- the device of freezing things. Just because your body can be frozen and everybody gets put in those meat lockers where, you know, if you die, they throw the bums downtown, the homeless people in meat lockers down there so they don't stink until they can find if there's anybody on earth that want to bury them. And that's where they had uh, Jack, a friend of mine, Horowitz, who forsook the Lord for a while, and the Lord took everything that he had, his wife and his stepchildren and everything away, his lovely home that she provided for him. And he became a bum again. He had to live in places. He was kosher and didn't want to... um, live in places, but the Lord said, you're going to live with the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans, the the Filipinos, all those people that like bacon and ham and all the things that I I told you not to eat. And uh, because they're scavengers, but you're going to eat from them now. And you don't like babies. Well, these people all have this, man, (laughs) they have lots of babies in their houses. But at any rate, um, the Lord wants you to be faithful. And then when you pray, he's going to answer your prayers. Okay, now, um, where uh, he uh, went uh, and preached unto the spirits that are in prison. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Satan had me in his prison, but Jesus set me free. So the Lord is sending us. He's in us going to all you people that are imprisoned by Satan, that you can't shake drug habits, sex problems, unfaithfulness problems. And he's preaching unto you spirits imprisoned by Satan. 
well, verse 20, which some time, at one time, you were disobedient to the Lord. But when uh, once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a uh, preparing, wherein few. Okay, so the word few. Well, how many is few? He explains it here, few. That is eight souls. When the Lord says many, you can believe it. It's a lot. But when he says few, you can believe it's few. Straight is the way, narrow is the gate, and few there be that shall enter the kingdom of God. Well, in this case, there was only eight. I wonder how many are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It says few. Well, that few include you, or are you going to stay in prison? You think you're conning people. I can see when people that are in my midst are sinning, and I don't believe a word they say. And if you think that, you know, knowing that I know that, I'm sure the Lord knows it. Amen? Amen. So the Lord knows. So I uh, waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Well, how would they say by water? Because the boat, the ship, was on the water. Straight is the way, narrow is the gate, and few there be that shall enter the kingdom of God. God's not going to take any sinners in there. You think you're deceiving somebody because you're like a Puerto Rican or that you're a clever Jew or a clever... You think you're clever, but you're not. Or a Mexicano who, you know... They go, psst, come over here. Come over here. <laughs> You're really cunning. We're going to do a drive-by shooting so we can uh, become members of the gang. If I were you, I would stop your drive-by shootings and become a member of the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. So that you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, be one of the many, it says many shall enter, uh, the, pit of hell. Now, if you're going to be one of the few, you've got to put your guns down, folks. That includes you people that are in government. That includes you rip-off artists that are ripping people off and thinking that uh, God doesn't see it. I just can't. We need the money, you know, senor. Oh, I see. Oh, I like to commit adultery. I like to flirt with different guys. Go ahead. Do you think you're going to be one of the ones that's going to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Or do you think you'll be, uh, or are you going to be one of the few that's going to enter the kingdom of heaven? Or are you, that's going to be saved? Or are you going to be burned up with the many that were drowned in the time of Noah? Everyone in the world was drowned except few souls. Few. Well, how many is few? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's all. Well, I mean, how could God be God? Yeah, that's just the way he is. 
He doesn't care what you think. What are you going to do to him if he drowns you or burns you up and sends your soul to hell because you like to give the big eye, the hooey, the hooey. Oh, you like that, huh? <laughs> if you think that's what we're going to hell for, go at it because uh, God is not shedding any tears about that and it's for sure I'm not going to. When I saw Jesus... I love Susie more than anybody that I've ever met in my life. And when he appeared to me, I didn't even think of her. She didn't even enter my mind. I just said, Lord, come and take me. Right? And he says, not now, not now, not now. And he warned me. A lot of people say, oh, the Lord spoke to me, and he told me I'm another David. Well, you don't want to be another David. David committed adultery. And he also uh, went and had uh, uh, Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba. He had him murdered. He sent him out in the front lines. I don't want to be like David. I want to be like Jesus. Okay? You want to be like Jesus? You want to, I'd want to be like Noah. You know, I'm one of the eight. Uno of the ocho. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Great is his faithfulness. He says that few are going to be saved. Straight us away, narrow the gate that leadeth to the kingdom of God. That uh, Okay, it's very You have to squeeze into heaven. You have to keep your eyes not on flirtatious things, but straight on Jesus. The word of God. Great is his faithfulness. And when he says that, just because your uh, pea-picking brain gets uh, located somewhere else in this world, doesn't mean that the word of God is going to be changed because he says he changes not. He's the same way yesterday, today, and forever. And so always remember that he's faithful. And he is true. And he is coming back to earth again. And if you have sin on your soul, you are not going to be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. So while the ark was preparing, he's preaching. No, he's preaching uh, 120 years to everybody. Preaching straight as the way, narrow as the gate. And, and few there be that shall enter the gates of heaven. But great are some multitude of people that are going to be drowned and their souls are going to be sent to hell. We don't care, man. We like having sex and we like having drugs and we like uh, having sex with beasts and we like to flirt with each other and we like to have filthy dreams so like uh, concupiscence, so to speak. Well, we ought to be on the boat with that square. No, what? And his three brats and their wives and his old lady. We'd rather drown and go to hell. Old fashioned dude. Just preaching that silly fool out there building a boat on dry land. What the hay? What the hay? Come on, let's eat, drink, and, and have fun, man, you know. We're only going to live once. Your life is like a vapor, grass, a shadow. 
<laughs> you call that life? Man, time is just going by like a minute by minute. Look at uh, your uh, stopwatch. That is eight souls were saved by water. Okay, verse 21. The like figure whereunto even baptism does also now save us not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience uh, toward God. Well, how can you have a good conscience toward God if you know there's sin on your soul? Because your conscience is going to keep reminding you about it. And you say, well, I can't shake this. No, you're not going to be able to shake it either. Honest confession is good for the soul. You're not going to shake it. You go into the discotheques and all these weird places and you shake your behind. But that's not going to get you into heaven either, is it? No. Somebody said, no. That's right. But, you know, the water is not going to save you. It just washes, the word of God washes away the filthy thoughts and uh, ideas and uh, different things that you do until you can't do it. Uh, you can, but you're going to go to hell if you do. But the water, uh, uh, of the which is the symbolic of the word of God, purges your soul so that you have a good conscience. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. Oh, I can see in the word of God that I can't get into heaven by doing this. I can't get into heaven by doing this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that. That's right. So what it means is the word, the water, uh, uh, puts away the filth of your stinking, decaying flesh. But the answer of a good conscience toward God. Once it's all washed away, then you can go to the throne of God boldly because you're covered in the blood of Jesus and you've been purged by the resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ. Because you could have, uh, you could have confidence that He's faithful and true. If you forsake all the things of this world, He's faithful and true. You will be in heaven. But if you don't believe that, you're going to just keep up, keeping up, thinking that you're so stinking wise and that you're going to get by with what you're doing. And um, you know deep down in your conscience that that isn't going to work, but you let Satan blind your eyes. And uh, you follow Satan rather than Jesus. But uh, that means you're going to be in the mass of people, just like the mass of people in the time of Noah who drowned. You're going to be in the masses of people according to the word of God, the faithful word of God. You're going to be burned up. Easy to understand. Okay, verse 22, who is gone into heaven. Jesus has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God. Angels, we don't believe in angels. Well, uh, they believe uh, uh, about you. And uh, the word of God says there's angels. The word of God says there's authorities such as myself. 
Well, the authorities of this world, not Bush, not the Pope, not anybody else. We that preach the gospel. Because we're telling you how it is. You have to follow us or go to hell. Uh, and powers, we have the power, being made uh, subject unto him, unto Jesus. Verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. For as much then as Christ has suffered, in other words, put away the lust of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise, like he did. You mean we have to be like Christ? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> likewise with the same Mind as Christ. For he that has suffered in the flesh, he that has put everything away, hath ceased from sin. But if you haven't put away the flesh by walking in the spirit which mortifies, that deadens your cadaver, that just has so much lust and sin in it that you just got to keep doing what you're a doing. For he that has suffered in the flesh that has put away all these filthy things has ceased from sin. Verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh. Oh, every woman just thinks they're just God's gift to men. But all they are is flesh. The same flesh that is made from man. Verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men and women, but to the will of God. Now, does that sound like he can sin and just go to heaven? No. No. None of the words says that. Verse 3, for the time past of uh, our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. Yeah, you lived, you know, flirting, uh, having sex, like they did in the Old Testament where they built a calf and they were having committing adultery and fornication when they thought that Moses got lost around the corner someplace, or he just went up in the mountain and died like a dog. But he didn't. He came down and saw him doing all these things like the Gentiles do. What is a Gentile? Everything that is not a Jew. Like myself. I'm a Jew. If you don't follow what the Lord says to you, you're a Gentile, and the Lord calls Gentiles dogs. You see dogs committing sex up and down the sidewalk, and the Gentiles are starting to do that now, too. When we walked in the lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, uh, banquetings, and abominations, abominable idolatries. Verse 4, wherein they think it's strange that you don't run with them that you run not with them to the same excess of riot. 
speaking evil of you. Well, they won't come out and go to whorehouses with it. They won't come out and pick up the chicks. They won't go to a single bar with us anymore. What's wet am, man? You know, they gone holy. It's a holy Joe now. Yeah, that's right, punk. That's right. You want to go to hell, go. I want to be one of the eight on board. You're going to be using the ark. Those people back then, they tried to get on the ark, but God sealed it up. He shut the door and sealed it up. Man, that was the biggest uh, emery board on the face of this earth. They're scratching on it, uh, filing their fingernails to the bone trying to get on there, but it was too late. They drowned. Oh, yeah, everybody, when they see hell, they're going to be screaming, No, God, and he's going to mock you back. No, God, and he's going to laugh at you. Verse 5, Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick, the people that have been resurrected, and the dead, the ones that are going to be screaming their heads off when they see the fire coming? You see how shook up they are when a, a building gets on fire? or all these different acres of land are being burned up and houses and they're fleeing and everything. What do you think when the Lord touches off the entire universe? Because there's going to be new heavens and a new earth. Verse 6. For for this cause was the gospel preached. This is the reason that we're preaching the gospel so that you can wise up. Also to them that are dead. Well, you're dead in your sins and trespasses, so that's what we're preaching to you for, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh. If you're in the flesh, you haven't been saved, you're going to hell. But live according to God in the Spirit. Okay, so it just reverses that, that uh, if you live, of course we're all in the flesh right now, but we don't live according to the flesh. Men in the flesh, but those that have turned around and began serving the Lord according to the word of God, but, and they live according to God in, the, in their spirits. Because this uh, is the, your spirit. God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in their spirits. And in truth, according to the word of God. Verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Don't get suckered into uh, doing the things that the Gentiles are doing. You know, always remember that great is God's faithfulness. Verse verse 8, and above all things have fervent charity. In other words, fervently keep the commandments of the Lord because charity is love and love is the keeping of God's commandments among yourselves. For charity, keeping God's commandments shall cover the multitude of sins. Well, well then do we sin? No. If you sin, you're going to be like the people that were not on the boat. But People do sins uh, during the day, and they uh, are sins of ignorance, and God will forgive those. But where you willingly, knowingly commit sin, uh uh-uh, forget it. 
Verse 9, use hospitality one to another uh, without grudging. I want to be home with the wife, man. I want to be having fun at home with my kids and everything. I don't want those people coming over to the house. Uh-uh. The Lord says, use hospitality one to another without being uptight about it. Verse 10, as every man hath received the gift, gift of what? Eternal life. Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifest or the manifold grace or the power of God. Because the power of God is incorporated within his word. Verse 11, if any man speak, let him speak as the uh, oracles of God. Not be speaking about, oh, how wonderful it is at Disneyland or Disneyland. I like it, but I want to go. I like all this frivol frivolities. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Why? Because you don't want to burn up, nummy. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Well, the Lord told me to be myself. And so, yeah, I preach the gospel uh, different than other people's because I'm different than a bunch of these phonies. I'm a lot different that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I'm going to have to stop here because we got some letters but I'm going to take this up uh, the next, next message so make sure you tune in okay where's the first letter from from Davisboro Georgia okay let's hear what they have to say dear Mr. Tony Alamo greetings in the name of Jesus from the brothers here in this prison you already know who I am it's Joe Garcia I'm writing to let you know that my address has changed and to please keep sending me the edifying literature you always send me I wanted to let you know how thankful I am in the Lord Jesus for you and your ministry. It has helped me grow a lot here in prison. Please keep me in your prayers. I have a tentative parole month in 2012, but I'm believing to go home sooner. Also, that the Lord Jesus helps me to become a man like you, who fears nothing. Thank you, Mr. Well, I do fear. I do not fear. I fear God. Yeah, that's all we have to do. The whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. And then what? I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Joe Garcia, Davisboro, Georgia. Lord, love you too, and I love you too, brother. Okay, then what else? From Kenya, Africa. Okay, what do they have to say? Dear Pastor, we're very grateful for those wonderful gifts we received from your ministry. We were motivated and encouraged to soldier on despite whatever we went through during the election period that took place in our country. Many of our brothers and sisters were displaced, some lost their lives, and many others' property was destroyed, including our Bibles and literature. The gifts you sent us gave us a ray of hope and determination to serve God and to strongly believe in Jesus Christ. We received from your ministry Bibles, literature, Messiah books, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. We're really thankful for the strength you put in spreading the word of God, which is affecting and turning around the hearts of those who are poor in spirit. 
We really appreciate your efforts and pray for you all day, every day, so that our God who is in heaven will bless you abundantly and continue to help you spread the good news in all the nations. We wish one day you could spare your time to cross over to Kenya and give us a visit. We will welcome you or any other representative here in Kenya. We do hope someday we will be together. Thank you very much. God bless you. Yours sincerely, Caleb Kariwa from Ahiro, Kenya, Africa. Oh, we're out of time. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying it's time for you to pray. And um, to remember the word of God, he great is his faithfulness. If you call on him, he will hear you. He will answer you, and he'll show you great and mighty things that you never knew before. He'll make you into a new creature, and you never should be uh, fearful of that. You just feel so wonderful when the Holy Spirit enters you. Okay, say this prayer, because this is the beginning of salvation. This is just the starting, and there's, you know, at learning the Word and um, walking in the Spirit, and he'll teach you. You'll learn all that. Uh, just say this prayer to the Lord. And he will be faithful, great is his faithfulness to save your soul. Now say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of your Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Praise the Lord. Just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell everyone in our listening audience how they can receive a copy of our tape here, this program number 713. It's free, including postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another program. One step closer to heaven. Uh, right now, this is uh, Donnie Sumner again. Uh, leave it there. Take your troubles to the Lord. He's faithful. Leave him there. He cares for you. Cast a curse upon the Lord because he careth for you. Leave them there.
Just believe him. Bring your burdens to 